you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm around. You don't want to watch. Tess, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, Straight Shooter family? This is your girl, Tesla Figaro, host of the Straight Shot, No Chaser Podcast. Today, I have one of my beloved friends. It's not going to, you, you're probably not going to think we're friends by the time you get done hearing it, but we are truly friends. Uh, one of my favorite guests that I've had on my show previously before many of you started following me on the Tesla Figaro show. Mr. Pruitt was always a guest of mine. He is the Oklahoma City NAACP president. He is someone that I call on not just uh, to banter back and forth, which you will hear uh, in this discussion, but also someone uh, that I lean on for mentorship, for wisdom and really just a partner in the struggle. You hear me talk all the time about how allies are good, but front soldiers are better. Mr. Pruitt, make no mistake about it, is a frontline soldier is definitely on the front line. And I know there is a lot of us, and particularly in my generation, that really, to be honest with you, has a very negative outlook on the NAACP. But he is someone that is about that work, about that business. And so I wanted to introduce you to him and welcome him to the Straight Shot Don't Chase a podcast. Hello, Mr. Pruitt. Hello, hello, hello. I am here. <laughs> All right, talk to me. All right, well, let's get straight into it. Well, for those of you who are listening, I... Make sure that I have Mr. Pruitt be held accountable for all things NAACP, even if it don't have nothing to do with him, even if he wasn't involved. <laughs> I always like to bring him on to give us answers on the frustrations uh, that we have. A lot of us have with NAACP, but also to give him kudos as well. So, Mr. Pruitt, let's get straight down to it. Joe Biden had a meeting uh, not too long ago with black leaders. NAACP was in the room. A couple of folks snitched during that meeting and told uh, or recorded, I should say, the details of the meeting, put it out in the media, which I appreciate because it shows that 
Uh, they wanted uh, to put uh, Joe Biden on blast for what he was not willing to do for the black community. But there also was conversation about how Joe Biden basically slapped him around and talked to him crazy and said what he was not going to do and how uh, he will not be pushing executive orders and told the black leaders that, you know, you guys need to get on board with the Hispanic community because they're going to be the ones that are running the show. I'm paraphrasing. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's always easy to jump out there and say something real crazy immediately until you retract it and do better after that meeting. Uh, one of the things you might want to know is that he ended up appointing Susan Wright over the uh, Racial Equality Committee. And uh, he's going to give up full rights to do any and everything she needs to do in order for us to address those same issues that you so-called claim that he threw them out the room and run them off with. So he will be working directly with that appointment that he just made. And she will have clout in order to be able to do the things that's needed to address the concerns of the black community. So you believe that Susan Rice... Uh, will be able to save the day for black folks, even though a lot of that language that she pushed out was talking about minorities and all the other communities and disenfranchised and community, poor communities, even though it was not clear language for black Americans. You believe that Susan Rice is going to save the day? Of course you do, because you always believe that they do. But go ahead and tell the folks how Susan Rice will be our Captain Saver woman and we'll be saving uh, the black Well, community. we uh, we ain't in the no Captain Saver woman. We end up addressing the issues, the concerns and the needs and the will of the people. And so by doing that, that's what she's been chosen to do. And so we will hold her accountable for that that she's been chosen to do. Uh, Susan got some fire in her. She got some energy in her. She wouldn't have been selected if he didn't think she was capable, able, and willing to do what was needed and necessary to be done. We're going to always have critics. What's new? Hell, it was Jesus Christ. They threw a rock at him. So what's new? Susan can handle the rocks being thrown at her. Well, when y'all going to throw the rocks? Because it seems y'all do more uplifting than you do rock throwing. So when, when when can we show up to see the rocks getting thrown and, and actually being critical of uh, the, not just this administration, but any administration besides Trump? We know we, you got that part locked down. You, you talk about Trump, you talk about the Republicans all the time. But when are you when are these black leaders, so-called black leaders, going to step up and actually criticize those that are not doing uh, right by us. When is that going to happen? Uh, I think right now, what we're experiencing right now is you're going to end up with more blacks in power and in position than ever in the history of the world. So until you get an opportunity to do what needs to be done, until you get an opportunity to express your discontent or your uh, progress or success of that you're trying to achieve, until that happens, uh, it, you ain't never in a position to do that. And so right now, He's expressed already. I looked at one of the dealers saying, uh, when you get an opportunity, Google Joe Biden's cabinet. And then you see the blacks that he put in prestigious positions in order to accomplish and achieve that that he's seeking. And so I just happened to look over there and saw about <laughs> he has quite a few. And I just kind of went down the list, say, damn. In other words, we'll just look at <laughs> what was your boy uh, Carson. Carson got replaced with somebody willing to do something different for housing. Most of these positions are Defense Department, Treasury Secretary. These are highly prestigious positions for people that are capable, able, and have gotten those jobs. And so now it goes right back to holding folks accountable. When you're talking about being critical, you be critical when I got this position, I got this title, and you won't let me do what I'm here to be done. Then that's the difference as far as not having a position, not in authority, not in a position making position where I can call the shots. These folks that he's gotten are experienced, seasoned, 
with experience, and now they've been given a title to act on, I think they will. And if they don't, and if they're not, then that's our job to hold them accountable. I think they will do what's needed, necessary, and required. One of the comments we were having, me and you were talking about, ah, he run him up. Yeah, they run him up out there. And when they got through running about they say, oh, okay, uh, here's somebody that we're going to put in that slot in order to handle this particular position concerning racial equality. And yeah, here's another thing we'll be talking about, because I'm going to talk just like we talk on the on the phone. Now, everything you said sound good, but it's still a bunch of bullshit because at the <laughs> end of the day, it's not about putting somebody black in position. Why is it that you believe that just because somebody's black in position, a lot of folks say all skin folk ain't kin folk, but I'm trying not to use that because they wear that down. But why is it that you believe just because somebody's black in the position that that automatically means that they're going to serve the needs of black folks? A lot of y'all run around just to get positions, no just to be in position. Nothing. Well, that's what it sounded no like. What you just nothing. said, you said, you said, when black people get in position, they gonna serve the needs of black folks. So I'm trying to figure out why I you said believe that, that they are in a position to versus not being in a position to. Just an example: if we got one clown and got in office and then appointed over a third of all the damn uh, justices in the country, folks don't even know what a courthouse is. Then I think we got a better position if you get some clown in there that came from the hood or from the ghetto put in a position of judgeship to act like he got some sense and administer some justice versus being a token Clarence Thomas. But that's true. But do you think everybody that come from the hood and the ghetto oh, is going to serve by interest? Or do you, or, or would you agree? Of anything you're going to get is debt. So ain't no 100% well, well, of nothing, nothing, nowhere. Well, you so let's just make sure you're on the record. You do agree that somebody who is black does not automatically mean whether they're from the hood or not. Does oh, not automatically agree. mean because I a lot of y'all just like agree. getting in a lot of y'all just like getting in position. Would let me don't I try agree. to talk over that part. Let's say that again. A lot I of y'all, <laughs> a lot of y'all just like getting in position and don't do a damn thing but sit around and talk about your titles. So we're gonna have you on the record of saying that Susan Rice will get the job done. I'm telling you now there's gonna be some folks that disagree with you. And let's be it's clear. Okay. Yeah, hell it's okay to disagree. Yeah, that's okay. And let's be clear for those who are listening. I want them to do the right thing. Anybody, let, let me and Mr. Pruitt, we go back and forth. I don't want anybody to get this confused. Our common goal of black folks moving forward is the common goal. I want to see good things happen. A lot of folks don't want these people to do something, do the right thing, Mr. Pruitt, because they want to be able to say, I told you so. I told you they weren't going to do nothing. I'm not one of those folks. I want to see my people move forward. I'm having this critical conversation because I really want people to know how do you hold people accountable? And it just seems hard to hold people accountable when you keep your head up their ass. It kind of gets confusing between either holding them accountable or keeping your head up the ass. So what is the balance between being able to truly say NAACP, you need to do a little bit better. Let's talk about NAACP recently suing President Trump. A lot of folks said that's a great thing to do, hold him accountable, because certainly the Senate did not. But there also was some folks, Mr. Pruitt, that said, how come the NAACP is not taking any big visible roles in the in the type of things that we're looking for? How come the NAACP is not pushing reparations? How come the NAACP is not demanding that, no, Joe Biden, you are going to sign those executive orders for the George Floyd uh, Police and, and Justice Act? No, Joe Biden, if you don't do X, Y, Z, we will put you on blast. What is your answer to that? That that the NAACP has taken a back seat and now become a joke. Now, I know the NAACP does a lot of work. I always say that Mr. Pruitt, if nothing else, that Oklahoma City does a lot of work. But what is your thought process on why now a, a, a civil a, a civil rights organization over 100 plus years old is now a joke to the young well, no, the that's generation? A joke. That's a joke. And those that ain't got a clue about what the hell we do. 
and they're going to be a joke in their ass regardless of what they do. So I don't defend jokers and those that sitting on the sideline throwing rocks and throwing accusations that don't apply to what's going on. So now you made mention of them filing. They filed it because there's a ruling, something on the books, something that's in law, 1817, that says that you can do this and you get what they didn't just have is a jury and a court hearing. And that's the reason they're doing it, to expose, expose, expose again. And hopefully with that type of exposure, you can get more folks on board than you did when you just had the little old thing that they had, the little court, what they call it, kangaroo court, where all of those things that they brought forth were legitimate. Those that were victimized and vilified and hiding and ducking and everything and still went with that racist supreme, racist supreme attitude, they're going to be there. So that, by what the NAACP is doing now, is being able to call them out at a different level. Do you think that that has something to do with because they had to run their ass up under the tables? And they, and they, they, they <laughs> well, felt the pain. I mean, so now all of a sudden, because there was a congressman that asked the NAACP to file suit. So do you think it has something to do with now all of a sudden they, they, they know what it means? You know, I did, a, I did a podcast called Shit Hit Different When Shit Hit the Fan. And I think when the Roosters came home uh, to Roos, that it made a difference on how they felt. They seemed to move with great speed when it came to them. So do you think that has something to do with it as well? I think that if by chance uh, I had to go hide, duck and hide and run, and it would definitely have a more impact on him than those of us sitting at the home, ain't involved, not participating, <laughs> not committed to fix, changing and correcting anything. It would definitely have a different impact on them. And so with that in mind, when we end up calling them some of them same folks that had to stay under these tables and lock behind doors and fear for their lives on trial, I think it would make a difference. But Even though think- what we've seen, what we've seen didn't make a difference because racism is alive and well. And so you can't go around here spineless, no backbone, no voice, weak, scared, fearful. Trump going to come after me, my job. Yo, we don't get one SHI about your damn job. We concerned about justice. We're concerned about the Constitution. We're concerned about fair and equal treatment under the law. If that had been black folk. It'd have been a bloodbath. No question. It's making history based on being stupid and ignorant and not making the right decision. They could have been through with that clown and they're not. And they're not because you have racist, bigot, cocky, arrogant folks in titles and positions across the country. Congress, <laughs> that's them. When they tell you we're going to go up here, got over 130, 40 <laughs> elected officials, we're going to overturn the election. You don't get your ass out of here. Bottom line is, what are you afraid of? You keep mentioning about the 74 million, 81 million said, get your ass out of here. Mm-hmm. Period. And you done lost the popular vote, the electoral vote, the 60 votes that you done took to court. Get your ass out of here. What the hell are you scared of? The people spoke. Not just your party or this party. The people spoke. And I'm sure, like every election, you have more feel like that than ever participated. So that's just an example of, and you keep running up in with your little 75, 81 Trump 75. Get out of here. Let me say, let the donut hit you where your mama split you. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. 
We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. So now that you've addressed all the white folks, you, you shifted the conversation to the white folks. That's what you love doing. Let's talk about the white folks. We got that already understood. They racist. They bigot. We, we got all of that. We know Trump ain't shit. Let's get back to your brothers and sisters who are in leadership. You said that, yeah, you believe that since they had to hide under the tables, it affected them. But let's go back to that. They're there to serve. Does it take them being personally affected? By prison reform to give a damn about prison reform? Does it should it take them being personally affected to serve the people that they serve? What I'm trying to get you to understand is, Mr. Pruitt, people on the ground feel as if they're only doing that because they only care about what happened to them. But they don't have the same urgency and the same tenacity when it comes to standing up for the common man. So I'm going to ask it again and let's let's see if you can answer the question without talking about the white folks. Should the NAACP be more visible with filing lawsuits, jumping on people's ass, 
<laughs> holding folks accountable, not Trump. We got that part because they the, <laughs> the Republicans voted in who they wanted. We're talking about people you vote in. Should the NAACP and the Urban League and all of these 100 plus year old civil rights organization do more to be visible? I know there's things that happen because, you know, I stay on you all the time. Mr. Pruitt, let people know that you're doing X, Y, Z. You always say, I don't have time to be playing on the Internet. But do you think they should do more to show that they're taking these visible roles? Or should it oh, there's always, 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 always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Uh, we've been it. We can't deny that. Uh, bottom line is I can only speak for my branch, but I'm sure across the country, every branch is doing something that's visible and physical and out there on Front Street. I don't know how many rallies, demonstrations and protests that I, my personal self, have not participated in this year. And so I'm not out there promoting that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm out there encouraging more participation at all levels. And uh, bottom line is we are an individual representing an organization. Organizations are involved across the country and the same thing that we're doing. You've had more protests last year than any other year in the, in America's history. NAACP participated in most in all of those. So now I can't deny that more is needed, period. But what, what more is not needed when it comes to confronting racism, systemic racism, deep-seated, rooted in every level of our lives. So be it your education, be it your housing, be it your employment in your city, wherever you at right now. If it ain't some blacks and that we'll just throw a number out there and say if it's a uh, 500 buildings downtown, if you ain't got some blacks in every one of them 500 buildings, there's a reason for that. And it ain't got nothing to do with black folks not prepared and black folks not educated and black folks don't have the experience. Racism is live and well. So that's white folks. Now, you keep saying black folk. Black folks right now are more unemployed than any other race right now. And all of them that are unemployed are not out there without a degree or experience. So the system, the system is what's failing us. The system is the government. We as a people ain't nothing we ain't capable, able, and willing to do when it comes to our employment. And so I ain't blaming Joe Blow over there for his conditions. I know we all have to take responsibility for where we at and what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve and accomplish. There are some things out there that not only has that knee on Joe Blow's neck, but they got our knee on our entire society's neck. And so that's what we are standing for, living for, fighting for, fair and equal treatment under the law. So I am not going to blame all my brothers and sisters about where the system is and why we ain't accomplished this and why you ain't achieved this. And how come that 100 years, uh, uh, 500 years, 400 years, same damn thing. The system is still broken and it needs to be fixed and corrected. And it ain't going to happen by osmosis. It ain't going to happen because Mr. Pruitt stood up and said something. Now it's all changed. It don't, the shit don't work like that. And the next clown, 100 clowns that stand up, Needs to stand up, needs to speak up, needs to demand something different. And all of that and some is still needed, necessary, and has to be done. Well, so ain't nobody off the hook, well, including my organization, your organization, and the next 500 organizations. The can system I go now? is broken. Can I go now? Because Massa got you working overtime. You tapping your ass off today. <laughs> yeah. Let me, yeah. Um, I'm Massa, well, Massa, in case you yeah, didn't Massa, do it. <laughs> Massa got you working hard for today. <laughs> I'm Massa. You, ta 
you tapping your ass off. I, I clearly said address something besides white folks. And guess what you did? You went, but it wasn't bad. A good four, five minutes in, you went right back to the white folks. The system, I didn't say, I didn't say, we know the system, but I didn't say, I didn't say blame black folks for everything. I said, do we hold ourselves accountable? And of course we don't blame black folks. Of course it's a system. We get all of that, but it's not just about racism. It's also about the politicians that we elect that push certain policy. Mr. Pruitt, you know that it's people full of shit that take money from the citizens that don't do their like they're supposed to do. And we can only be responsible for those we elect. Holler and scream about what Republicans going to do. Republicans vote who they want to vote in. We have to hold ourselves accountable on us. So nobody's saying blame black folks for everything, but you don't blame them for shit. When hey, do you I'm, do you I live, blame I'm them right now. I, 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 hell, I do when they want to catch them and charge them up. Bottom line is I'm in a, a red state. You got what? 75, 25. You can't get a goddamn thing accomplished unless you go through these white folks to make something happen. So black folks is limited to what they're capable of doing even before we even get started. So that's a given. So bottom line is black folks, black folks, when we participate, when we get involved, when we vote, we do exactly what took in place that wiped out this damn presidency that took over those damn uh, Georgia first time in 30 years. When we participate, we have a tendency to vote right. You can always have a handful of clowns on the wrong side of right, but we don't, I don't get involved in that. So well, I agree. I agree. Doing just what the hell they need to do, getting involved, participating, rally, demonstrating, and protesting, holding folks accountable. Hell, a handful we do have there, they don't have, they're limited to what they're capable of doing. That's, like, that's one of the things that you and a lot of other folks have a tendency to uh, be misled thinking that there's a fucking magic wand and a osmosis and I pull my head out the sand and it's going to, hey, the shit don't work like that. Well, first of all, I'm not misled about a damn thing. So let's first get that straight. I heard that little slide you tried to put. I'm not misled <laughs> about a damn thing. I'm just not up here tap dancing for Massa. And and I'm not talking about just Oklahoma and the, the low black population. You know, the, I, I get that. All I'm saying is that we still, it's more than just protest. It's also policy. And it's more than just voting, but it's having somebody to vote for. And at some point we have to have, uh, we have to come to some type of agreement, the older generation, the new generation, that we have voter suppression, which is the system that you talk about, and we have voter depression. You and I both know, you and I have worked on cases together. For those who don't know, Mr. Pruitt and I ride together for real. This is this is not uh, a entertainment banter. This is really how we talk shit for real. But at, at the end of our conversations, we go right out there on the front line together. And you and I both know that there's been some leaders that just take the easy road out. Uh, that do not do what it is they're supposed to do because they scared of what the white was. They scared of what white daddy gonna do and scared. You're not one. You know I'm teasing you. I'm holding you accountable oh, well, for all I, things I don't black. Have a problem with that. But you know you don't. I, you don't have just for folks to know you don't have no problem. With, you know <laughs> saying what needs to be said. I just want you to spread the love a little bit to the black folks. That that's all I'm saying. And and whether you're doing it behind closed doors, I like to do it on Front Street because I don't like our community being taken uh, taken advantage of. I feel it's even worse when my own have been elected to serve us who represent our districts and don't do what's necessary to call things out and correct it. You call out folks all the time. Why don't elected officials do it? I'm not saying there's no magic wand and I'm misled all of a sudden everything going to be changed. Nobody said no bullshit like that. I'm <laughs> saying that, that we have to make sure that our voices are being heard and we can't just get caught up and saying, well, such and such is black, so he going to do the right thing because no, you know that we, that's just I not agree. true. Well, I, agree. I agree on that. Ain't no, like I said, bottom line is we have to be we have to hold each other accountable because if we don't, yeah, we worse than them. 
State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Our challenge, our challenge is still to get more folks involved. Uh, our solution right now in advance is our young people. The engagement of our young people is the new everything. So now they've got to be educated, informed, and enlightened. Uh, I got some young folks here that's fired up, juiced up, geared up rallying, cussing folks out all up at the meetings and everything, but they're getting something done. <laughs> I don't always agree with their total approach, but goddamn, if you're active, engaged, and involved, shit, go make it happen, go get it done. I support you, recommend you, endorse you. I'm now for you. Make it happen. And so our young folks and getting involved is still the key. And more young folks have most recently gotten involved within the last few years. I think it has everything to do with the uh, well, most recent, we're just there with, from last year to this year alone for them being able to see some of these killings and they were young folks being killed. And then if we go even back further, when we deal with the Trey Martins and the Eric Gardner's and the uh, Tamara Rice, the little kid, and here what, less than a couple of months ago, they ended up uh, exonerating those particular officers that killed a 12-year-old kid. I got a 12-year-old grandson. And now they know and see all that. Now, our system, our system, it's called holding accountability, holding them accountable. And our young, our young black folks understand that we got to stop doing some of the things we're doing also as far as the gangbang is concerned. But those that are anticipating and trying to do something different, we need more of them. We support them, endorse them, recommend them, and they are coming aboard. And we've got to continue to educate them because they see what's going on. They see that the schools are not what they should be. They see that employment is not what it should be. They see what upward mobility is not what it should be. And so their involvement is still the key as we move forward. And I don't have any doubt in my mind that things are going to change because we're going to help make that change. It ain't going to happen on its own or by itself. It takes all of us to make those things happen. And I'm supporting young folks 
engagement. I also support those season, those uh, getting in good trouble, because without those troopers and soldiers and warriors that came before us, we would be a hell of a lot worse off than we are right now. I know you're talking about Maxine Water, this, that, and that shit. You better support them goddamn people that's up there handling and fighting these old crooked-ass folks, because it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. We want well, some more support. We want more support from our people. We want to be held accountable. We want to be juiced up, fired up, and geared up to get out here and stand up out here and make the right decision and make the right choices and get the right solution, get the answer to these problems. And if I don't have that juice behind me and I got to motivate and encourage myself, I got to get out here and juice myself up and motivate myself because hell, it ain't coming. Well, I, I'm I'm glad you addressed, you know, that you're proud to see, you know, what young folks have done. Because, you know, we've always talked about that where you say, you know, young folks ain't going to do shit but play in the comments. They don't come out. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're proud to see that 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 young people have got engaged uh, this last year. So that's very good coming from the older generation. And, and you are right. It does take, you know, all of us. I say push the line all the time. Everybody pushes the line in their own way. Politics until something happened. I would just say respectfully to, you know, no one is against, um, you know, Maxine Waters and, and older folk. But the average age in Congress is 80 something years old. A lot of these folks, they simply just don't want to move, move young people into leadership. That's not you, Mr. Pruitt. You have. You will open up the door. You will open up the mic. You will. You call all the time and say, hey, do you want to speak on this issue? And I said, oh, no, Ms. Pruitt. I'm good. You can speak on it. But but we we got to be honest about this and say that a lot of those folks hold on to that power. I'm not talking about Maxine in particular. I'm just talking about, you know, in general. general. Yeah, they hold on to that power for so long and they don't want to mentor and move on. And if you really care about black folks, mentor somebody under you so that they can learn from that wisdom. And yes, as young people, we have to be open to hearing the leadership and the wisdom. You know, we, we banter challenge. back and it's forth. A it's, it's a, a challenge. challenge. We banter back and forth, but make no mistake about it. I listen to your leadership. I listen. I don't mean I don't challenge and push back, but I'm You're respectful of what you've done. I'm respectful of, 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 of how you've, uh, you know, the things you've accomplished. I, I, I call you Mr. Pruitt. Even though I may still cuss your ass out, I said, <laughs> "Well, that's because me and you both I'm like tough like that. We got yeah. thick skin. We ain't we ain't scared. That didn't hurt me. I, I'm not home. Ah, hurt my feeling. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Has no impact whatsoever. So now, with all that in mind, like you're saying, mentor. Uh, it's even harder to even mentor young folks also because you know uh, they mean well. We're after the same thing. We're trying to achieve the same thing. We're trying to achieve a certain goal. And even educating and enlightening folk, we, we, we season. Uh, you could sort of old, old uh, seasoned folks can still learn. Mm-hmm. There's always more than one way to skin a cat. And I ain't never seen a cat skin. In other words, more than one way to get something done, to get something accomplished. So we are open to fixing, changing, and correcting. We're open to new ideas and openness. Hell, I'm sitting up here in front of a damn computer with some Zoom shit on uh, two or three weeks or months ago. Uh, get the hell out of here. I ain't got time to play with y'all on that shit. But it's needed and necessary, and that's what growth is all about. And it's okay to have a difference of opinion and a different way to approach things. <laughs> Only thing constant is change. And so we got to get ready and be ready for change because it's going to happen because we're going to help make that happen. Well, you right about that because I can't believe you on Zoom. I got to <laughs> I got to send the email 50 times to get you to get it. And, but I, I appreciate you, you know, <laughs> saying, finally, let's get you on technology because your voice is necessary. And, and as we close, because I think that's a good way to close, we 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 have shown that 
Uh, it is possible to have a difference of opinion, but at the end, it's about moving the people forward in the right direction and acknowledging where both of our generations can do better. So I'm certainly going to keep pushing on my end. I hope you tell some of the seasoned folks on their end to, to allow us to have an opinion every now and then. And I tell young folks, if they don't want you to have an opinion, if they don't want to pass you the mantle shit, go take it. Because at the end of the day, people just not going to pass it. We, we have to take it. So thank you, Mr. Pruitt, for all that you do standing in the gap, not just now. Uh, but what you've done, you know, throughout the years when young folks were not showing up, protest is important, but we also need got good politicians. Policy. Politicians is important, but we need good policy. All that of is. those things go together when it comes down to pushing the line. I hope you do come back because this is the type of energy that truly is straight shot. No chaser. I interview a lot of different folks, but I, I needed you on so people could could see how uh, how great you and I are together on radio. And we've done this so many times. This is really right. just not radio. This is our regular conversation. <laughs> so it's I hope needed, necessary, come back. required. We're trying to get policies and laws changed. Anything less than a policy and law change, we have not really accomplished what we're after. And after you get them policies and laws changed, you got to hold them accountable. Right now, conversation is good, and uh, we got to get beyond conversation. We having those same issues here, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is one of the number two states in the country of police killings. So they've got a couple of different little task force and came up with whoop de whoop. Say bottom line is until we can get some major changes on paper and hold your ass accountable, we have not done anything. If you're not willing to change, you're willing to maintain the same. That's the problem. That's the issue. And that's where we had as far as trying to fix change and correct where we had to disappoint. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is one of your former elective city councilmen set up and stole from the people. Uh, the the I don't want to drop his name, but. Well, let's drop his name. Fuck it. Pettis uh, got in trouble for stealing from the black folks. So that's why. And no disrespect to you. Black Pettis, folks ain't got no damn it. money. So hell, he ain't got nothing to get from the black folks. He black stole. folks ain't got no damn money. Now you going to sit up here and act like he didn't get in trouble for, for mismanaging Yeah, he got money? in trouble. He okay, got in then. trouble. He was trying to solicit some money from the white folks, though. Well, whatever the hell it was, it was illegal. And don't start saying <laughs> the white folks doing it, too. It's the system, the system, no, the system. I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> that was your next line. That was your next line. he tried to take it from the No, he tried to get from them. Bottom line is, wrong is wrong whether hell I do it, you do it, the next person do it. I don't yeah, promote the bottom line it. is, he fucked up. Why don't you just want to say he fucked up? You got to hurry up and switch it back. Okay, then that's up. I can't defend the fuck up. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Well, I ain't throwing him out there like that, though. Well, I'm throwing him out there because we, we, the whole point of this interview is to show balance. It yells to white folks, but some of you black politicians ain't about shit either. No disrespect to you, Pettis, but I needed to do it because you was about to wrap this interview up acting like you didn't know what the hell I was talking about when I'm talking about black folks. <laughs> no, I just want to straighten it out. He didn't get it from us. He only got it from them. Well, whatever he did, he fucked up. That, that's I the agree. bottom line. No, so I that, can't defend fuck up. Period. <laughs> Sometimes you do it in NAACP. You the best at it. Huh? <laughs> you oh. know, so, in some cases, I refuse to be a part of. I say, Mister hey, Pruitt, hey, that, that, hey. that this is for you. Shit I deal with shit. I, we we do like lawyers do. We taking truth. Uh, some you say, oh, you ain't got jack shit. We'll tell them, say, nah, I'm gonna run this shit right back to you, and let me see what you think. And they get their ass up and get on out the room because they done brought me some bullshit and they know it. And, you know, you can't, I can't turn shit into sugar. So, you know, get, get on out of here. Before we close, but Mr. Pruitt and I, we met just like this. I, I sent an email. I, I got to tell this story so people can know how I was working I on, the, I was working on the Halls Club rape case. And one of Mr. Pruitt's colleagues 
was talking crazy as hell to me in the in, on the on the email. <laughs> I, I sent the email back, included everybody. We want to make sure everybody on the same page. And I cussed his ass out on the email, and that just tickled Mister Pruitt to death. He said, "I got to meet who this crazy ass person is." So <laughs> anybody else would have ran from him. Mister Pruitt liked it. Don't you oh, ever send me no goddamn email telling me you we we going forward we not, we won't be working with you. And mother, nigga, I put your name to on this. You. Hell, I didn't want yeah. my name on to begin with. You damn right. <laughs> It's okay to have a difference of opinion. They're healthy. We learn from difference of opinion. Even if we don't agree with that shit, you know, it's okay to challenge you about you, whatever the hell it is. It's okay to be challenged. And that's and we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> and that same person, I'm going to tell this story, that same person, I'm not going to throw no names. Well, fuck it. I'm throwing names. His name is Mr. Douglas. The same... <laughs> The same person we had the Hosscloth rape case, and I was trying to get him involved, and he wanted to talk about another case. So we down at the press conference, Mr. Douglas coming all down in the front, looking good, getting ready to get on the mic. I said, oh, no. I told Mr. Pruitt said, don't do it. I said, oh, I'm going to do it. I said, Mr. Douglas, you better get off this microphone, get on this microphone, tell people that you didn't really want to, you didn't want to help this case on the front end. <laughs> So, Mr. Douglas can't stand my ass. And that's all right, Mr. Douglas. We still support you and I still love Mr. Pruitt, but I'm just about calling it out. Shit. I'm not, hey, hey, hey don't hey, act hey, like, hey. don't act like, don't get to the press conference and act like, act like it's all good. Him and who was the other one I called out from Tulsa? Uh, you probably don't want to say his name. <laughs> Kevin, what's the name? He's a senator now. Kevin, is it Matthews? You don't want to say that's his it, name. You don't, Massadil. you don't want Massadale. You don't want to get in trouble with Massadale. <laughs> I called out his ass too. <laughs> so that's got to have it. Got to have it. I so mean, that's it's a good a, that's thing a, to be able to address the issues. And when you don't address right. the issue, someone has to, and we don't have a problem stepping up to the plate. That's right. So just in closing, Mr. Pruitt deal with the white call out the white folks. I call out the white folks and the black folks. I call them out across the board. It's, it's straight shot. Don't chase them with me. <laughs> we ain't got but, but a hand to us. Well, that's right. Hey, it's, it's a big job and somebody got to do it. Thank you so much, Mr. Pruitt. It's always been a blast. I'm in tears as usual. I hope uh, that people continue to support, you know, those like you in the movement are, that are doing the work. And Mr. Pruitt, you truly, truly are doing the work. Your phone rings 24. I don't know nobody to go on the news and give out their cell phone and you do. And I'm telling you, you take calls all day on bullshit that I'm I would never get do. on some night dealing with this jailhouse. <laughs> Kids in the jail yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, we want to bring you back. We want to talk about that. I actually want to get into the things you're working on, uh, the jail issues. I know that's been an issue. Also, you're working on foster care, you know, issues uh, with children, the school, and so many different issues. So I hope you do come back. Uh, I would like to have you on as often as we possibly can, just because you really do bring a voice that I know the straight shooters will love, uh, not just because your energy is so high, but because you really do speak truth to power. And, and that's what this uh, show is all about. So thank you, Mr. Pruitt, for joining welcome. me. Welcome, today. welcome, welcome. Just give me a holler and we'll put something together. Thank, thank you, you so much. Sending my love to Mr. Pruitt. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, y'all, this is how it is. This is Truly Straight Shot No Chase. If you love this show, I know you're going to hear this again at the end, but I want to say it so you can hear it twice. If you love it, make sure you write a review, share, subscribe. Make sure people hear this conversation. People really need to hear that two generations can sit down and have banter and also have love. Because like you've heard me say many, many times, 
the cheerleader for the black community must do both. We must applaud the touchdown, but at the same time, we have to still to encourage each other to move that ball. And that is what happened today with Mr. Pruitt and I on Straight Shot No Chaser. Make sure you tune in next week. Also, you can get your Push the Line t-shirt, mug, or face mask by visiting teslamfigurostore.com. We pushing the line all the way, y'all. Push the line. Politics until something happens. Like I always say, use it, lose it, can't make you choose it. Teslamfigaro.com. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslam Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy Depina, our mix master. Dwayne Crawford and our executive producer Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.